If the party Tegan had mentioned occurred on Halloween night, then I had five more days before the past was set. Five days to fix things. I checked the message written beneath the calendar. It still said, whatever you do will make things worse. The problem was, I couldn't be sure who the you referred to. Dan? Or me? Dan had definitely made things worse for Cat, but I'd made things worse by stalking Cat and leaving her the figurines. Either way, it seemed best to keep avoiding people. Being suspended might actually help. I hid in Dan's room until Tegan and his mom were gone. Then I passed most of the day on the couch, watching game shows and eating cereal. When Tegan got home, I locked myself in the zombie's bedroom and put on his headphones. If she knocked on the door, I didn't hear it. Boring as it was to stay isolated like that, at least it kept Dan from getting agitated and taking over. Tuesday started out pretty much the same, only the thought of being stuck inside for another day made me want to scream. To make things tolerable, I downed a bunch of medicine like I had before. This time, the package of allergy pills was unopened and the cough syrup bottle looked full. Dan resisted swallowing the pills, but I shut him out and took one. Then two. Then some more, until I was popping them like M&Ms and washing them down with cough syrup during Wheel of Fortune. I figured whatever the pills did had to be an improvement. Things turned out better than I'd anticipated, though, when a few minutes into Jeopardy, Dan passed out on the couch. I gradually loosened my hold on his body. Even if Dan took over now, what could he do? The drugs wouldn't leave his system anytime soon. I backed away, straining against the bonds that kept me there. It wasn't as easy as at night, when slipping out had become second nature, but I managed to break free. For a moment, I hovered above him. Dan lay against the end of the couch, drooling. A few crumbs from breakfast dotted his t-shirt, and his head slumped uncomfortably against a cushion. The thought of getting reeled in made me anxious. Given all the pills I'd taken, though, I figured he'd be unconscious for a while. I left the house and crossed the yard, thrilled to be out during the day for a change. Maybe it was only a trick of perception, but I actually felt warmed by the sun. All around me, the world pulsed with movement and sound. Cars rushed past on the street. An elderly man walked his dog. A cat prowled the bushes, sending a pair of doves flapping into the sky. I hurried to school. The closer I got, the more the air hummed with activity. Gym class must have been taking place, because Coach blew his whistle and shouted at a group of guys walking the track. I'd neglected to check the clock before leaving, but given that several students were hanging around eating chips and kicking a hacky sack, it must have been close to noon. I passed through the front doors and coasted down halls, teeming with students. In the anonymous herd, I felt surprisingly present. I'd never realized how exhausting inhabiting a body could be, but now I didn't have to worry about how people saw me or what I should do. I spotted Trent talking to a few guys by his locker and drifted closer. Normally, I got edgy around him, since I never knew how Dan might react, but without a body, all that anxiety fell away. There was nothing to do but watch. Almost immediately, I noticed things I never had before. The nervous bob of his head when he spoke, the way his smirk twitched at the corners of his mouth, how he kept glancing around, even while talking to someone, as if looking for someone else. A sophomore wearing a scarf walked past, 
and brushed his fingers across the small of Trent's back. Trent didn't turn, but his smile tightened, and he laughed too loud at something someone said. The sophomore ducked into the boys' bathroom. A few minutes later, the bell rang and students cleared out of the hall, darting into their classes. Trent waited until almost everyone had gone. Then he slipped into the bathroom. I followed, caught in his current. Hey, fag, he said, once the door had shut behind him. What was that? No one saw, replied the sophomore. I noticed him hanging out with the jazz band kids before, but I didn't know his name. I think he played guitar. No one's here. Trent stepped closer. I expected him to throw the sophomore against the wall or say something threatening.